0: You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. For the past three weeks, we've been talking about great men of faith found in Hebrews 11. And today, we're going to talk about the life of one of the most popular Bible characters in the Old Testament. Kids love him, his story. You know who that is? Can you have a guess? Sining guess nyo. The most interesting story for kids. That is. That's right, Noah. Kung meron <laughs> Yes, we're going to talk about Noah. The life of Noah. He was commended for having great faith. In Hebrews 11, it says there that by faith Noah did something. And so, when I was preparing for this preaching, I actually watched the movie. How many of you watched this movie last year? Yeah, Noah by Russell, see, Russell Crowe, right? And so, I watched it. And so, this is what I realized, that when I watched this movie, it actually was not based on the Bible. Did you notice that? Sino sa nakapanood ng the movie? There were so many inconsistencies, so many things that is not accurate, that is not based on, the Word of God, where they got the, the plot anyway, they changed it. And this is what I realized. A lot of people, after watching a movie like this, they would actually assume that it is all right, all real. And it's sad because when kids watch something like this, they would now have a distorted view of the movie of Noah. So many inconsistencies. And that's why today I'd like to share to you The story of Noah, how it was written in the Bible, where we get his story. And we're going to start with one verse that encapsulates the life of Noah, which was quoted in Hebrews 11. It says here, By faith, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent freer, constructed an ark for the saving of his household, By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. His life was summarized in one sentence. Four chapters in the book of Genesis. And that's what I want to walk with you through it. It starts with Genesis 6. It says here, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The God of heaven saw man and his wickedness. They were just doing wicked things. They were doing things that displeases God. The entire generation, this is what they were doing. And when I was studying the scripture, I came across this article that was shared. And this made me realize that the wickedness of man has not stopped. That wickedness is still present in our day and age. Uh, I'm not sure if you're going through uh, international news, but just this week, the law that passes, um, so it's now a law in New York City to actually allow parents to abort a child in full term. What does that mean? Even until the day before you give birth, you can actually abort the baby. Something that really shocked me. Something that when I was going through this article, I realized that I actually fought for it. And that it's now a law. Somebody approved it, right? Somebody who is pregnant, even until the day it can be born. It says, for as long as the mother is at risk, it's her choice to go through an abortion. Wicked season in our lives Wicked age You know what's bothering for me When I went through more articles I saw this And it says, disgusting New York not only legalizes late term abortion But also celebrated it like they won the Super Bowl The governor of New York was celebrating that it is now a law You know, this is the world we live in It's broken we realize this, that sin actually can convince us that right and wrong can be wrong and right. That the world we live in can actually dictate what good is based on popularity. What right is based on how they feel right is. Actually made me realize that I'm not far off thinking wicked things, doing wicked things. You know, this is the world we live in. That sin actually can enslave us and deceive us. That make us think that we're doing the right thing, but we're really not. And so the story of Noah will actually be something relevant to everyone. Why? Because it is still the story today. Sin creeping in the lives of people. As we continue, it says in verse 6, And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals creeping things in birds of heaven, for I am sorry that I have made them. The image of God was passed on when He created man. And so the purpose of man during the ancient times and until today was to represent God. But they did not do that. What did they do? They did what they pleased. So much wickedness. And so, Lord, I will blot out man. What is it to blot out? It's like an author writing a chapter and now he doesn't like the chapter. He would actually tear the page. God wants to reset. God wants to take out the wickedness of the world. And that's why we know that judgment came in the time of Noah. We realize also that we will be judged one day. We will be judged. The Bible says in Romans 3 that nobody is good, not even one. But there is good news. Tap the person to your right. Sabihin mo sa kanya, Tap the person to your right. There is good news. Sabihin mo sa kanya, there is good news. Tap the person to your left. Say mo Dahan-dahan lang tap kasi natutulog ako. Yeah. There is good news. The Word of God will encourage us today. It says in verse 8, But Noah found favor, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Despite seeing everyone's wickedness, despite seeing everyone rebelling against God, not doing His design, he sees favor with Noah. He sees grace. You know, the word grace is first mentioned in this verse. In the entire Bible, that grace is first mentioned in this verse. And it means, you remember what grace means, but grace is the unmerited favor. It's not what we do that God extends His hands. When we have grace, we know that it is God approaching us, even though we are not asking for it. God extending Himself, God going down to us, and that is the grace of God. God shows His grace to Noah. As we continue, verse 9 says, These are the generations of Noah. The author now begins to describe the life of Noah because of the grace of God. It says, number one, he was a righteous man. To be righteous what does to be righteous mean to be righteous is to actually be morally good is to do what the father wants that no matter what the world says that is right for example no in other countries bawal dumura right you're not allowed to spit i think it's in singapore but there are countries that culturally they have to spit before doing something and so what defines good and bad to be righteous is actually be, to be pleasing to God. That the life Noah lived was actually right with God. That's what it means. Not only was he righteous, he was actually blameless. The word blameless in Hebrew means tamim, uh, which means complete. He is whole. You remember the movie, um, what's that movie, Jerry Maguire? Ano niya? You complete. Me. Why? Because people nowadays think that they need this to be complete. That they need someone to be complete. That they need money to be complete. You know, the world that he lived in was wicked. But Noah was complete. Why? Because of the grace of God. That is who Noah is. Not only that, he actually walked with God. That means they have a relationship. That means God was actually moving Noah in his life, he was directing where he would go. And that's a relationship with God. And this is what we realize, that great faith starts from the grace of God. That when God saw Noah and found favor with him, it was not about the loud prayers of Noah. It was not about attending church every week here at 7 o'clock consistently. You know, the faith of Noah started with the grace of God. It was not because of what He did. It was all because the, of the grace of God. As we continue in verse 13, it says, And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh. Sabi niya, I will have a reset. For the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourselves what? Any in instructions ni God he wants Noah to build an ark of gopher wood make room in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. And so what do we realize here that when God favors us that when the grace of God is with us he actually speaks to us. When was the last time God talked to you? When was the last time you heard God speak to you personally. Also it says in verse 15 This is how you are to make an ark. So God tells him what to do. Noah, you build an ark. That's the first. Second, now he gives instruction Sabinya. It is the length is three hundred cubits, the breadth or the width is fifty cubits, and the height of the ark is thirty cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and set the doors of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third floors. What do we learn? See, God is an architect. He designs, right? See, Lord may plano. That when you go to God, when He gives you something to do, may plano si Lord. That when God gives us instructions, He will also give us the blueprint on how to follow it. You know, some of us will probably say, Lord, do Right? Sino sa inyo, na, Lord, do I hear you? Do you actually talk to me? And sometimes it's because of the noises that we hear in our lives. I'm going to talk about that later more. This is how the ark looked like. Yan. Uh, this is actually a theme park in the U.S. And this is the... Most probable replica of the arc. Because one qubit, ito po yung measurement naon, one qubit is this long. It's 18 inches. So ito po yung basis naon. So bibili sila sa hardware. So, ganon kahaba kailangan mo? Three qubits. This is their uh, measurement system. And so one qubit is 18 inches, meaning the arc with that specification is 450. Feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet tall. Ito po yung most probable estimate of how big Noah is. Yan po yung mga taong. Nandiyan ako. Nakita niyo ba? Ayun, yung naka-t-shirt. And so that is the most estimate of the ark. And so again, as I go back, the problem is, Do we hear the voice of God? To have great faith, we will realize this, is to actually attentively listen to God. Great faith of Noah was based on the instruction that was given to him. Gaaka ng ark, at yung specification. And so he did it. And so, most of us would say, as I was saying a while ago, Lord, naririnig ba kita? And I'm gonna tell you today, God is speaking to you. God has been speaking to you for a long time. The problem is this. Marami tayong naririnig na volume. Before, in the olden days, ang naririnig ko lang, mommy ko, or parents ko, and God. So pag na akong gustong gawin, sino yung nagbibigay sa atin ng advice? Of course, parents, when we were young, right? Diba? Paano yung gagawin? Ito gawin mo. Yayaman ka. Ito ang gawin mong career. Uso to. Ito ang mo. And so, the voice that I was hearing when I was growing up was very few. It was my dad and my mom. Unfortunately, today, ang dami na nating voices na naririnig. We actually have the voice of social media that we follow. Today, try to re- remember, why, do you, why did you buy that shirt that you're wearing? Who was that? lad? Sila all. Parang... Sino sabi yung bilin niyan? Which voice told you to buy that shirt? Instagram? The person that you're following? Your idol? Is it your parents? Is it your loved ones? Your spouse? You know, there's so many voices that we hear. So many people trying to give us advice. They are good. I'm not saying they are bad. But the problem is when we hear so many voices, we can't seem to hear the voice of God anymore. You know, I remember, for those who are married, Sino yung mga guys who are married here? Married men. And I know you know this. Malaki ang difference ng hearing and listening. When Pam, my wife, talks to me, I always hear it. But the question is, am I attentively listening? During the prayer and fasting, ang usapan namin, on Thursday night, we will buy takeout for soup. Kasi ang, ang, ano ko, ang fasting ko noon was uh, one meal. Skip one meal. Five meals. So I skip one. <laughs> Liquid fast ako noon. So we had to buy soup. And so sabi niya, on Thursday, I think we need to buy soup. Kasi hindi na ako prepare So okay. That was Tuesday. I went to work. Wednesday. Guess what? I bought the soup. I was not listening to the instruction. Maybe gutom ako. I don't know. But there is a difference with hearing and listening. You know, this is what I also realized, that multitasking is not true. That you cannot do two things and concentrate properly. Most of us, right? Ako, I, whenever Pam, pa, my wife, would talk to me, she would say, Oh, great. Oh, okay. Talaga? And she would ask me, Are you listening? Yeah. What did I say? 50 off. Lazada. Because I'm concentrated on something else, right? You know, to listen is to lower all the volumes of others. It's setting aside time. It's concentrating on the one speaking to us. And so, you know, sometimes God would tell us this. Anak, nagde-devotion ka, you're reading your Bible, but your mind is somewhere else. Anak, you're here in the service, but you're doing something. Nagma Minecraft ka or ano game? When we hear the word of God, when God desires to speak to us, are we willing to turn down the volume of everything else? We need to listen attentively. Sometimes we're missing out on the will of God. Sometimes we're missing out on the last instruction of God to get to that breakthrough. Why? Because we're so busy with something else. Are you willing to lower the volume? Because great faith is attentively listening to God. It's 100% focused on God. Imagine, do you know that Abraham was around 500 more years old when God spoke to him about the instructions? At 500 years old, pag he diba Oh, uh, I want you to build an ark. And these are the instructions. Tingin nyo hindi sinulat ni Noah yun? ba? I want you to build an ark. Ano, ano daw? And that's why we encourage you to write things down. Journal your prayers. Journal the things that God has been speaking you about. You know how I know? Ito na lang. You know how I know that God is speaking to you? You want to know? Sige, sa'yo ko lang sabi. dun sa isang tao na nag do you want to know if God is speaking to you? All right. This is how you'll know that God is speaking to you. Have you ever attended one of the services and you thought that it is the message that the message was only made for you? That every word of the one preaching, parang kunarin mag-asawa kayo, parang sasabi ni Atan. Kinauusap ni Pastor kanina, bago siya umakyat. That everything that the word of God is spoken, parang tungkol sa yon. Experience yon. That you know in your heart that Lord, I think you're talking to me. Yes, you know God is speaking to you. And only God can do that. Only God can speak to 600 people with one message personally. And so what do we do with messages like that? How many of you have been encouraged by the Word of God? Most of us, right? We would say, Grabe, sobrang na-uplift ako. Sobrang na-encourage ako sa problema ko. When I heard the Word of God, now I know na okay ang buhay ko. How many of you have felt that? You know, most of us have encountered that experience. But more often than not, as soon as we get out of the door, We forget about it. As soon as we go back to the graily grind, parang wala tayong narinig. Why? Because we do not apply what we heard. Because we stop and shut down our Christian life on a Sunday and go back to the graily grind on Monday. I'm also guilty of this. But what do we learn about Noah? It says here, verse 22. What did Noah do? Noah did this, he did all that God commanded him. The difference between listening intently, when you hear the word ni God, when you hear the message of God for you, when you read your Bible, you know that God is talking to you, the major difference is, are you willing to obey what He says? The major difference is, are you willing to do your part? That God would say, do this. Just like what he told Noah in the Bible verses, he did what God had told him to do. Great faith is full obedience to God. You know, God is willing to give you what to do. He's also willing to give you the blueprint, how to do it. The question is, are you willing to do it? Most of us would say probably, Lord doesn't make sense. What you're asking me to do doesn't make sense. It's out of this world. I remember when God called me to full-time ministry, it didn't make sense. Lord, okay yung work ko. Napromote naman ako. May plano naman yung boss ko. Why do you want me to leave that? Di ba sa'yo rin galing yun? Lord, it doesn't make sense. Are you here? Some of us are saying, Lord, bakit ko siya Why do you have to write it in your Bible that I have to forgive my enemies? You said, I have to pray for my enemies. I have to love my enemies. And so my prayers, Lord, kudin mo na siya. Meron bang ganon? You know, a lot of instructions from God might not make sense to us. Amen? When we open it, it disturbs us. When we open it, it says, be reconciled. When we open it, it says, Honor your father and mother. But you do not know, God, what my my parents have done to me. You do not know what I have went through, through my dad, my mom, the persecution, the things that they have spoken in my life. But the Bible says, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long. Are we willing to obey the commands of God? I'm going to give you a fact about the story of Noah. Did you know that it took 100 years for Noah to build an ark? One of the inconsistencies in the movie. It took him 100 years. Imagine, God asked you to build an ark 100 years. Did you know this? Another fact. He did not know the concept of flood. And the concept of rain. And so God was telling him, "Build an ark, Lord. Anion, yon, It's this long," said God. "It's this wide. It's this tall. Use this wood. Make it into pitch, meaning para maging shield. So he has everything that he needs, but he doesn't know what he was building. One hundred years. One hundred years. Everyone would see him. Anong bini build mo? Di rin alam. Ark. One hundred years. If I was Noah." I don't think I would last a month. I couldn't explain it to the people around me. But you know, Noah, in his full obedience to God, actually did it. Most of us would question the why. Lord, why do I have to do it? The Bible says, You favor me. Why do I have to go through this? You know, a lot of questions we cannot answer with the instructions of God. When our focus is me. When our focus is us. Lord, why do I have to do this? Lord sabi mo, You said in your word that I am blessed. Why am I having a hard time with the business that you are actually blessed? do start. Why am I having a hard time in my career? Why am I having a hard time in my relationships in life? You know what Noah realized? After building the ark for a hundred years, this is what he realized that it was not only about him that the project that God gave him was not just about him. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 20 says because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the day of Noah. You know Noah was not only a builder, he was also a herald, a preacher of righteousness. He was preaching about the flood, sabi repent. Because God has a message, repent. Go back, stop doing the wicked things. Isipin mo, no, 100 years every day sa ganito, walang nasisave. But he did it anyway. It says, God's patience waited in the days of Noah. You know why it took 100 years? You know, God have actually could have called other people to help Noah build an ark other than his family. God could actually have dropped down the wood that was cut, it wouldn't take a hundred years. You know why? God allowed Noah to build the ark for 100 years. You want to know why? The Bible says, God's patient waited in the days of Noah. God was waiting for His people to go back to Him. God was gracious enough to say, Sige lang Noah, tagalan mo lang, baka meron pang bumalik sa akin. A hundred years God was waiting for His people that He created to go back to Him. What's that picture? That is still being done today. God is still waiting for His people to go back to Him. And so what do we do during that time? We continue to do the work that God has entrusted to us. A lot of times, we are so consumed about the when. Alam niya ba yan? Diba maraming mga, a lot of people are, they have their opinion on when judgment will come. They have computed it, they have tried, they've been praying about, Lord, kailan ka bababalik? But you would see here, God is not concerned about when. His concern is about the people coming back to Him. And what do we do as people of God? We continue to build the ark. We continue to preach the gospel. Because when the time comes, it says in the Bible, as soon as the ark was done, what happens? The floods came. The floods came. Verse seven. Uh, verse one of chapter seven says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your household, for I've seen that you have you are righteous before me in this generation. The reason why we obey God He will also reward us. Imagine, no? He was building an ark for 100 years. People were laughing at him. People were making fun of him, what you're doing. His family was with him all the way, but because he lived the life of righteousness, what happens? God saves also his family. God includes the children and wives of his children. The eight people that were in that vessel with all the animals, God saves his family. And so our obedience to God also has rewards. Chapter 7, verse 5 says, And Noah did all the things that the Lord commanded him to do. Obedience is everything to God, it's not one time, it's a lifestyle of obedience to Him. Some of you might be asking, Lord, may favor kasakin, ba?" The Bible says, God found favor. Gave favor or grace to Noah. And so we have a wrong concept of favor. That is the problem. Sa'ten, no, for Filipinos, ano yung favored life? Dibang ang favored life, pag kunwari pumunta kang LTO? For example lang, although LTO now is very efficient. Pag pumunta ka doon, may nakita kang kaibigan mo, oh, patambilis mo, five minutes lang, may ID na, may juice ka pa? Siyempre, favor, may kilalao. The concept of favor in our minds is a life that we do not do anything is a life that we just sit there and it will happen to us. But you know what? The favor of God, may be like that at times, but you know, the favor of God is this. When God favors us, what He wants is, anak, gagamitin kita. Let's do a project. Let's do it together because I want you to bring back the glory to me. You know, a favored life is a used life for God. When God gives us a favor, we will realize this. That when He saved us, it was never just about us. It includes our family. It includes the people that we're working with. It includes the life of the people that we encounter. The people that we see. Kahit sa airplane yan, kahit saan. When you speak, you know that they will know that you are a child of God. Are we living a life of obedience to God? Maybe this might be my one point for this preaching. That not only should we hear the voice of God intently, we should also obey Him. It says, Obedience to God is fully trusting Him with the what? What is the what for Noah? It was building the ark. Not only do we fully trust God in the ark, in the what, and the how. What is the how? The instructions, the specifications, the blueprint, the way you do it, and of course, most importantly, the when. Not only do we follow the instructions of God, do we, we need to also follow the timing of God. Why am I saying this? And I want you to get this. Do you know that delayed obedience, meaning when you have the instruction from God, and you do not do it. Delayed obedience. You know what delayed obedience means? It's disobedience. And so when God speaks to us, when God God tells us what to do in your career, in your relationships, in the business that you have, when God speaks to you, Anak, gawin mo to. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Another thing that I want to point out, some of us were willing to actually follow God. God tells you, na, alam mo yung business mo. Kalo mo lang kasi yan ang industry practice na kailangan dumaan yung envelope sa ilalim ng lamesa. But when you do it my way, I will bless your business. You're willing to obey that command. And so you're saying, Lord, I want to do that. You want to do that today. You want to change. But if our way is different from the plan of God, that is still disobedience. Obedience to God is fully trusting Him with the what, the how, and the when. It's all about trusting Him. You know, it's okay if it doesn't make sense. It's okay if the instruction doesn't make sense. You know why? Because we can trust Him with His word. The question is, do you trust God? You know, if I give you, for example, no, just picture it with me. If, uh, if someone closest to you would tell you to do something, and you know that person, you would do it, right? You know why you would do it? Because you trust that person. Do we trust God in His instructions to us? And so we know this. The floods come. It saturates everything. It kills every living, breathing creature for 140 days, I think. It kills everything. Chapter 8, verse 1 says, But God remembered Noah. You know what? When you live a life and listening to God, when you live a life obeying God, you may go, be going through so much trials in your life. But the Bible says, God will remember you. He will never forget us. And so Noah, ang ginawa ni God, he blows out the water so that the water subsides. Now Noah would send what? Number one, a raven. Nagpadala siya ng raven. Para i-check. Diba? Bumalik yung raven, wala pang land. What did he send next? A lion. Hindi, hindi lion. Hindi makakalayo mamamatay. So he sends out a dove. Pagbalik ng dove, meron siyang small branch. Meaning, nag na yung water. Pero hindi pa. Third time, he sends the dove again. What happens? Pagbalik ng dove, sabon na siya. (laughs) Serious. He does not return. Meaning, meron siyang place to stay. And so, God allows them to go down, even that Kinomandi ni Lord. God said, leave the ark, leaves the ark, worships God, sacrifices, and God speaks to him. And now, God says this, chapter 9, verse 11, I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. And never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. You know this. What follows next? It says in chapter 9, verse 12, and God said, this is the sign of, of the covenant that I will make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations, even until us. I have set my what bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. God reminds Noah that I will never do this. God promises and makes a covenant. A covenant is something that is unconditional in this context. Bring the flood again if you become wicked. This is the grace of God. When he goes back, when Noah starts with his lineage, nung nang, yung mga anak ni Noah nagkaroon ng anak, God says, I will show you a sign. And what is that sign? It's a bow. You know why it's a bow? What is a bow? An yung bow? Ulitin ko. <laughs> it's a weapon, right? And so nung una, hindi ko Di ba rainbow yon? We know this, diba? That God sends a rainbow as a covenant. It's a sign. That when we see it, ay, hindi na ni Lord, dadalin yung ano, great flood. You know, a bow is a weapon, right? And so what God was saying is, every time you see my bow, my weapon, it means I will not use it. That is the rainbow. That when we see it, it's like a bow, right? That when we see it, when we go to the beach, especially when we go to places where there are rainbows, we remember the covenant of God. And so what do we learn in the life of Noah? Other than he listens intently, other than he obeys fully, what do we learn in the life of Noah? That the faith of Noah starts from the grace of God. It was not because of Noah and what he did. It was not because of his strength. It was not because of how faithful he actually built the ark. It's not because of his ear in listening. It was all because of the grace of God. And I hope you get that. That all of us can live a life just like Noah. You know why? Because we receive the grace of God. We cannot win ourselves to God, but we can embrace the grace of God. Amen? The problem is, most of us forget that the grace of God is with us already. And so, remind yourselves today the grace of God is with you. Make that personal. Talk to yourself today. The grace of God is with me. And if the grace of God is with you, that means God is speaking to you. My challenge for everyone as you live out your 2019 are you willing to obey and trust the leading of the Lord in your life Are you willing to say yes and I will do it even though it doesn't make sense Are you willing to obey God even though it does not fit your timing Lord dami ko pang Lord this year it's yung plano ko eh. You know, the more that you go against the will of God, the more that we will have a difficult time. Are you willing to obey the Word of God as He gives you instructions, as He gives you the vision? Are you willing to say yes? Amen? Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.